is a place where they'll pay you a thousand dollars for a kiss and fifty cents for your soul. about celebrity deaths and the strange events in Tinseltown and beyond. We are your hosts, Megan Carpenter and Liz Shire. Here are today's headlines. Well, there's breaking news now on Fox News Channel. Fox News has just confirmed that Anna Nicole Smith has died. Anna Nicole Smith was found unconscious in her hotel room this afternoon. Today, found unresponsive in her hotel room, and now Fox News has confirmed through her lawyer, Anna Nicole Smith is dead. It began at the Hard Rock Hotel in Hollywood, Florida. No one knows yet how Anna Nicole Smith died. There will be an autopsy Friday. Her son Daniel died this past September from a deadly combination of antidepressants and methadone. Her older son came to visit her, and while he was there, he died. There is no doubt that her son loved her, they said in a statement. They lived out of each other's pockets while he was alive, and now they can finally be together again in heaven. It's a death duet on this episode of Holly Weird, your first installment of our Flesh and Blood trilogy. Over the next three episodes, we will examine the odd deaths of celebrities and their offspring. So press play, boy. This is the story of the death of Anna Nicole and Daniel Smith. From Hollywood Productions, this is Flesh. September 10th, 2006, Nassau, Bahamas. Daniel Smith was visiting his mother, model turned reality star, Anna Nicole Smith, in the hospital. Anna had just given birth three days prior to his new half-sister, Hannibal Rose. It was in that very hospital room, where new life and joy were abundant, that Daniel would die. He was 20 years old. Daniel was seen helping his mother around 6.30 that morning, but when Anna awoke again shortly after 9.30, Daniel was unresponsive. Revival attempts were completed without success. He was pronounced dead at 10.05 a.m. The coroner labeled Daniel's death reserved. Explain yourself. No idea. Anna Nicole hired a pathologist to perform a second autopsy. It was determined and later announced by the pathologist on the Larry King live show and again to People magazine Classy. that Daniel had died from a lethal combination of antidepressants Zoloft and Lexapro and the painkiller methadone. The drugs caused cardiac dysrhythmia that led to death. So in basic terms, this was a drug overdose. 
Anna was obviously shattered by this loss, and she reportedly attempted to climb into Daniel's casket during his funeral. Fast forward to nearly five months later, on February 8th, 2007, Anna Nicole Smith was found dead in room 607 at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida. It's truly unfortunate when a celebrity dies in a hotel room. Apparently, the Hard Rock completely remodeled the room and changed the number to 609 in the years since Anna's death. Tasma Breithaupt, a friend of Smith's who was a trained emergency nurse, performed CPR for 15 minutes until her husband, Maurice Big Mo Breithaupt, who was also Smith's friend and bodyguard, took over CPR. He had driven back to the hotel after being notified by his wife of Smith's condition. According to Seminole Police Chief Charlie Tiger, at 1.38 p.m., Maurice Breithaupt, who was a trained paramedic, called the hotel front desk from Smith's sixth floor room. The front desk, in turn, called security, who then called 911. What a fucking phone tree. At 1.45 p.m., paramedics arrived. At 2.10 p.m., Smith was rushed to Memorial Regional Hospital, where she was pronounced dead on arrival at 2.49 p.m. A phone call involving Seminole Police and the local 911 operators was released to the public on February 13, 2007. The call said, We need assistance to room 607 at the Hard Rock. It's in reference to a white female. She's not breathing and not responsive. Actually, it's Anna Nicole Smith. A seven-week investigation was led by Broward County Medical Examiner and Forensic Pathologist Joshua Perper in combination with the Seminole Police and several different independent forensic pathologists and toxicologists. Perper announced that Smith died of quote-unquote combined drug intoxication with the sleeping medication chloral hydrate as the major component. No illegal drugs were found in her system. The official report states that her death was not considered to be due to homicide, suicide, or natural causes. Her death was ultimately ruled an accidental drug overdose of the sedative chloral hydrate that became increasingly lethal when combined with other prescription drugs in her system, specifically four benzodiazepines, Klonopin, Ativan, Cerax, and Valium. Furthermore, she had taken Benadryl and Topamax, an anticonvulsant AMPA cagnate antagonist, which likely contributed to the sedative effect of chloral hydrate and the benzodiazepines. Although the individual levels of any of the benzodiazepines in her system would have not been sufficient to cause death, their combination with a high dose of chloral hydrate led to her overdose. The autopsy report indicates that chloral hydrate was the quote-unquote toxic-slash-lethal drug, but it is difficult to know whether chloral hydrate ingestion alone would have killed her, since Dr. Perper indicated that she had built up a tolerance to the drug and took more than the average person. He indicated that she took about three tablespoons, whereas the normal dosage is between one and two teaspoons. Whoa. Despite rumors of methadone use, 
to its involvement in Smith's son's death, Dr. Perper only found methadone in her bile, indicating it could only have been ingested two to three days prior to her death and therefore was not a contributing factor. The autopsy report indicates that abscesses on her buttocks, presumably from prior injections of vitamin B12 as well as human growth hormone, and viral enteritis were contributory causes of death. It was reported that eight of the 11 drugs in Smith's system, including chloral hydrate, were prescribed to Howard K. Stern, not Smith. Okay, he's a gross enabler. Additionally, two of the prescriptions were written for Alex Katz, and one was written for Smith's friend and psychiatrist, Dr. Christine Elaine Roshevik. Dr. Perper acknowledged that all 11 prescriptions were written by Dr. Aroshevik herself. Smith's funeral took place on March 2, 2007. According to Smith's bodyguard, Maurice Breithaupt, Smith was suffering from a high fever the days before her death. At one point, according to Breithaupt, Anna Nicole had a temperature of 105 degrees and spent time in cold baths attempting to bring her temperature down. Eerily, the former bodyguard also revealed how Smith predicted her death the night before. Allegedly, Anna Nicole heard her dead son, Daniel, calling her, and she said she would be with him shortly. We talked the tragedy, but how did Anna Nicole and Daniel make it there? Time to rewind. Nicole Smith was born Vicki Lynn Hogan on November 28, 1967, in Houston, Texas. She was primarily raised by her mother and her aunt. Anna Nicole failed ninth grade while living with her aunt in Mahia, Texas, and ended up dropping out of school her sophomore year. While working at Jim's Crispy Fried Chicken in Mahia, Smith met Billy Wayne Smith, who was a cook at the restaurant, and the couple married on April 4, 1985. Does this make the Smith last name legit? Also, is there a more Texas name than Billy Wayne Smith? Becoming a mom at the age of 18, together they had a son, Daniel. Unfortunately, the marriage collapsed after a year and Anna became a single mother. A short time later, Anna would move to Houston where she became an exotic dancer. It's dancing that would lead her to meeting 86-year-old oil baron J. Howard Marshall in 1991. Despite the more than 60-year age difference, the two became an item. He was a billionaire and lavishly spoiled Anna. The pair actually later tied the knot in June 1994. However, during the same time, Anna Nicole ventured into modeling and appeared on the cover of the March 1992 issue of Playboy magazine with her given name, Vicki Smith. Smith then secured a contract to replace supermodel Claudia Schiffer in a guest jeans ad campaign featuring a series of sultry black and white photographs. These photographs are truly spectacular, changed her life and ours. During the guest campaign, Smith changed her name to Anna Nicole Smith. Guest photographers noticed that she bore a striking resemblance to bombshell Jane Mansfield and showcased her in several Mansfield-inspired photo sessions. Jane Mansfield file save as future podcast ideas Anna Nicole was a successful model but she never found the same recognition or success as an actress at age 26 she made her screen debut in the 94 screwball comedy film the Hudsucker proxy 
She appeared as Zaza, a flirtatious celebrity who flirts with the lead character, played by Tim Robbins, in a barbershop scene. Smith was next given a larger role as Tanya Peters in Naked Gun 33 and a third, The Final Insult. Her role in the film, that of a pivotal contact to a crime, earned her favorable reviews and the film enjoyed box office success. Despite the publicity for her performance in both films, they each did very little to improve her acting career. Acting never really took off for Anna Nicole, a few guest spots here and there, but very minimal success. During her foray into acting and 14 months into her marriage, J. Howard Marshall passed away. A surprise to Anna Nicole, she was not included in his will. Anna Nicole goes to battle with Marshall's son, 61-year-old Pierce Marshall, who is the sole heir to the Marshall fortune. They sued each other. It was long and drawn out. The court battle produced some truly iconic pop culture moments. Screw you, Rusty! As a result of her rising popularity with tabloids and gossip columnists, Smith was given her own reality show on the e-cable network. Anna Nicole Show premiered on August 4, 2002, achieving the highest cable rating ever issued for a reality show. The series attempted to focus on the private life of Smith, her boyfriend-slash-attorney Howard K. Stern, her son Daniel, her assistant Kimberly Walther, her miniature poodle Sugar Pie, her gay interior decorator Bobby Trendy, and her cousin from Texas, Shelley Cloud. Despite the popularity of the show amongst college students and pop culture fans, the show declined considerably in viewership at the end of its first season. It was, however, renewed for a second season before being canceled on June 1st, 2003, after two seasons and 27 episodes. E! announced to the press that the series ended because of, quote, creative differences between the network and Smith, although she acknowledged the series ended because the network had lost interest in both her and the show. Why are the back-to-back -back deaths of Anna Nicole and Daniel so intriguing? Were these two train wrecks passing in the night, or an honest case of a grief-stricken mother dying of a broken heart? Here's our best guess. As I was researching Anna Nicole, I went to her website, mm -hmm. which is AnnaNicole.com. That's the saddest website in the entire world. It really is. So it is just a single image and it's like, give me a graphic design term where I'll, I'll describe this to you and you tell me what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's almost like it is um, like faded and like watercolored and like, like a memory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like her and her Marilyn Monroe pose. Yeah. That's it. So it's just like a, a single photo, very white, like light colors and it's her doing a sultry <laughs> Marilyn Monroe pose and, and there are like no links it's no... just it's just one image yeah and it say, says, in loving memory yeah in loving memory or something like that so sad yeah but it's also sad to me that like 
even in death, she's still like a Marilyn Monroe copycat. Yeah. Like, well, that was how much she based her career on. I guess. I don't know. It's just in memoriam, she's still not a joke, but just like not uh not a standalone human. <laughs> yeah. Well, she kind of was the butt of the joke for I everything. Guess. I guess. I don't know. Just it. I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting get a bio, get some photos, get whatever. Right. Who's the foundation? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. supports whatever. Nothing. Yeah. Also, do you think that's like GoDaddy at fifteen dollars a year? Yes. And by the way, it's one fifty. <laughs> that's how much it costs on oh, this website. I forgot a zero. Sorry. Um. So. Ultimately, do you think she died of a broken heart? Um, it's possible. I mean, she was clearly, like, so devastated by Daniel's death. Like, he was her everything. Like, it's... I mean, you can... You can... Shock can affect, like, how your body processes things. So, like, it was only four or five months later. There's no way that she recovered from that grief Mm -hmm. in that time. Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, I wonder if she was just trying to self-medicate her grief and yeah. accidentally overdid it. I mean, that's probably the most likely. Yeah. But it just makes you wonder, like, was she already on that path and it would have happened regardless if Daniel had passed? Or did his passing speed it up for Anna Nicole? Like, like would... Would Anna Nicole have died of an accidental drug overdose f- three, four, five years after she did if Daniel hadn't ha- happened? Um, I don't think that she would have. I think if she had lived, she definitely would have been pushed to go to rehab. Number one. Um, also. But really, because it sounds like those surrounding her were just enablers. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Should we just talk about the show? Yeah, yeah. Because that's like kind of where we have the evidence now to talk about all of this stuff that we're speculating about. Did you watch that show when it was on? Um, I had brief, I mean, I was only 12 when it aired, so I wasn't supposed to be watching it. Weird, I watched it with my parents. <laughs> uh, yeah, my parents are much more strict about television. Yeah, so we, um, I remember seeing, you know, clips of it, uh, and it, it was essentially just marketed as being very silly yeah i mean so it was on e Mm -hmm. which (sighs) the best network ever agreed but sarcasm oh i was being serious um (laughs) watch what happens so e is known for reality television now in terms of it's the kardashian network did you say kardashian (laughs) maybe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're trying to make them even more faux classy than they already, like Kardashian. <laughs> home of the home of the Kardashians. Right. So her show predated uh sex tape in Ray J's eye. Uh, it was just a twinkle in Ray J's <laughs> eye at this point. So um Anna Nicole was kind of at the forefront of the reality show movement. Yeah. But it also, the end of reality shows, um, actually maybe not because like being Bobby Brown, Bobby, being Bobby Brown came on 
after that. It was like 2005. So I was going to say that she was the tail end of like spectacle reality television. But I guess not because that was also and people were horrified by being Bobby Brown. Right. So at the time, people were into her show for the comedic value, right? I mean, they were laughing at her. So it was cartoonish from the opening credits. Anna, 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 (laughs) Anna, 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 Nicole. Anna, Anna, glamorous Anna, Anna, Nicole. (laughs) Right. But it's like. Also, when they show like depict her former husband, Howard. As, like, this decrepit cartoon, and then he poofs away. <laughs> Married a billionaire, so he was a billionaire, and now he's dead. And it's like, <laughs> is this for real? That, but, it, it, go, oh my god, go ahead. But, like, so also, the people surrounding her, like, in the show, like, are just kind of, like, jaws on the floor at all times, like... Uh, everything she's doing in the her... first episode she looks to the camera you can't tell she's looking to the camera because she's wearing sunglasses inside she's going i'm not slurring my words it's my retainer <laughs> like somebody already said to her you're slurring your words yeah like someone like someone pointed that out uh-huh. either two seconds before she said that mm-hmm. or like during filming like you're slurring your words mm-hmm. not slurring my words it's my retainer today that show would have never been greenlit. Absolutely not. It's it's horrifying. It is. It, she's so obviously strung out. Absolutely. And we're using her weakness and her issues as fodder. And there's like the music in the background is like don't do 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 like it is oh crazy Anna right like no this woman is like full blown high on television. Yeah. I actually considered this, I hadn't thought about it um, until now, but could she even have consented to be on camera if she had been, like, under the influence the entire time? Like, I know that when, so if you're a reality show, like, contestant, you sign a contract in the beginning that says whatever you do on camera they can use, but since it was her show, like, did she, I mean, did she okay that herself? Like, it's, it's... No, probably, like, Howard K. Stern, like, grabbed her hand and, like... (laughs) She, the pen was in her hand, but her hand was in his hand, and he just like a, and and like. I don't want to say it. Go, where's Pookie Bear? What's her sugar sugar bear? Pookie Bear? Something like that. And dog. But oh my, so and then what's the motive? Money, relevance, like to be what? on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, from this, so. We had to watch this, listeners, to do research for the uh, podcast. So in the first episode, they're talking about her moving, and there's, like, budgeting issues. Like, she did not have... the Oh, because she was... It's still in the lawsuit with uh, her husband's children about who was going to get the money. So she was not... I mean, most likely she did the reality show for money. Yeah, probably. Like, probably. as a way of income. Yeah. Also, who knows how much money she was spending on prescription medication so something about that show that is also really sad is how much daniel obviously didn't want to be on it no and how like sweet he is though so when that show aired he would have been around 15 Mm -hmm. ish right so he's still a child and he's like standing in a corner and she's like daniel daniel i love you and he's like so awkward 
<laughs> but also not like a you can tell he was not like oh shut up mom like yeah he's, like he's happy to be around his mom it's heartbreaking there's one scene i think in the one of the first episodes she goes to the guest shoot party whatever gets dressed up and she has to stay in a hotel and she calls him and she goes daniel what are you doing do you love me do you love me more than all the fishes in the sea and it's like this is like fucking heartbreaking Mm. like clearly her son was her world and like even through her like pill fog like you know addiction her number one concern was still her son but that's codependency that's not like her number one concern was her son because all the interactions she tried to get out of him were validations of how much he loved her oh yeah so i watched this documentary about her in preparation for this and basically like she had him so young and like what her family was saying in this documentary was how she was so happy because this was someone who would love her unconditionally no matter what oh that's dark that's so dark and then the fact that she still relied on her teenage son as now even more of an adult for validation of self-worth and love yeah that is awful yeah and dark (laughs) hashtag dark it really is (laughs) um i actually didn't consider that you're i think that's like important to consider but because i mean not only oh i can't imagine the grief that she was experiencing as a parent losing a child Mm -hmm. like that's hard enough but then to take it to that next level of she relied on him for self-worth. Yeah. So who was she? Right. Without him now. Right. So that's, I mean, I think that she was in a, a, a worse headspace after his death than we could possibly fathom. Yeah. Because I mean, that's, of yeah. their codependency. Anna's doctor claimed in a book. I just want <laughs> why did Anna's doctor write a book? Classy. Yeah. Um, that, so he claimed that Anna and Daniel had a falling out for a brief period before Daniel's death, uh, that actually, like, healed itself when he came to the Bahamas to meet his new sister. Right. So, but that this falling out started because Daniel introduced Anna to a girl he was dating, and Anna and the girl hit it off and formed a brief relationship themselves. (laughs) I mean... I mean, I don't believe that. Do you? I don't even... I don't know what to believe. 30% (laughs) think that that happened. 30%. Yeah. Okay. It's it's out there. It's nasty if it's true. (laughs) Hey, not like we're anti-same-sex relationships. No, I'm saying it's nasty. Don't steal your kid's significant other. Significant other. Regardless of their gender. Regardless. (laughs) So... (laughs) Anna is a classic rags to riches to train wreck story (laughs) that I think we all um, marvel at. Mm -hmm. So do you think she actually loved that old dude that she married? (laughs) Jay Howard. So uh, they showed this is like, you know, viewing through like two different lenses, but they show on the reality show her watching herself I guess a couple years before on Larry King Live talking about her relationship with her first husband and um, her only husband and her her saying I wasn't sexually attracted to him but I loved him and like it wasn't really about that and like 
he cared for me, truly cared for me. And then she says later, like, they think, oh, she has to go pick up his ashes at one point in the show. Of course they film it. Great job, E. Like, <laughs> but she's, you know, devastated. She's like, he did so much for me. He did so much for my son. Like, he cared for me. Like, no one ever cared about me. Like, like Howard cared about me. Which is, first of all, like, that was kind of heartwarming to be like, because that is, that's the basis of relationships. Mm-hmm. So someone really cares about you. And I actually don't think that all, you know, marriages have to be based on, like, sexual attraction. Right. But, I mean, was he also a billionaire? Yeah. So, I think, yeah, if he was like, I don't have two cents to rub together, right. but I love you and I'll take care of you, she'd probably be like, mm, bye. Right. <laughs> but I do think she loved him, yeah. but I don't think it was of a romantic or passionate nature. Mm-hmm. I think it was like, I love that you want to take care of me and my son. Right. And I will take care of you in return. Um, like, I think she, like, nursed him to an extent. Yeah, well, he was in a wheelchair. Yeah, like, I think that she was, I don't want to say motherly to him, but, like, I think she helped him. She cared uh, for him, like, yeah. physically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't want to say that she used him. But it certainly didn't hurt that right. he had so much I mean, money. Exactly. <laughs> um, also, in her rags to riches to train wreck story, like, this girl was so beautiful. Yeah. Like, insanely beautiful. I was, I was just, like, staring at those guest pictures. They're, like, yeah. They're gorgeous. And, I mean, yeah, she does look like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, she does look like Jane Mansfield. But, like... Oh my gosh, like, just how sad, too, that she got, like, in, like inflated. Yeah, and, like, like swollen. She's, like, swollen <laughs> towards the end. But then she, like, lost the weight, and yeah. then she, like, gained it back. It just, it's, it's sad to look at those pictures to see her, like, healthy and, like, vibrant, and then to see, like, even if not that long of a time afterward like on the reality show to see how much she physically mm-hmm. like deteriorated was just <sighs> um there are tons of conspiracy theories about anna's death really yeah so her former lover mark fetters i don't know who that dude is i never heard of him before <laughs> and her mom virgie arthur believe that anna nicole was murdered in cold blood mm-hmm. okay they Continue. both believe that Daniel was also murdered. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Virgie <laughs> was in law enforcement, and she feels that like her instincts, her judicial instincts, are telling her that there's no accident. Um, there's no addict accident that the two of them were both addicts and overdosed. Right. Um. It is more than just coincidence that both mother and son died from drug overdose in the Bahamas within months of each other. They believe the motive was likely money, as Anna was about to start a long trial contesting half of J. Marshall Howard's estate. So I guess that the argument there is that she was murdered by people from the other side arguing for this money. I mean, but why kill Danny? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. So, so if you're according to her family's theory, mm-hmm. like, the two deaths are connected. So, 
if it's about Anna Nicole, why kill Danny? Like, that's, that doesn't make any sense. So, her two half-sisters, Donna Hogan Cole and Amy Chapman, (laughs) have gone on record stating they also believe that Anna was murdered, but under different circumstances. Uh They think that either someone gave Anna an overdose of the drugs or talked her into taking this amount upon her own accord. And although they stopped short of pointing out Howard K. Stern as Smith's murderer, they made it clear that he's an evil person who enabled her addictive behavior. So I think they're suggesting that he killed her. So I could get on boat board. <laughs> on boat. <laughs> I could get on board with the theory that he is somehow responsible for her death as his role as an enabler. Like, because mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah. He, he definitely did that. Like, he's got to live with that now. Yeah. But as far as him, and I mean, he was a leech. Like, I don't think he was an evil person. He was just like a, like a scumbag, like a leech. Like, but I don't think he would murder somebody in cold blood. Like, he was in it for the money and the fame and being with this attractive woman, not mm-hmm. to murder mm-hmm. her. But, I mean, is he culpable in the fact that, she, like, he helped her get drugs? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I feel like this would have been, like, Oh, how tragic and faded into oblivion if Danny Lynn didn't exist. Yes. I feel like the ongoing legal battle that ensued over this baby kept Anna Nicole relevant long after Mm -hmm. her passing. So we didn't really cover Danny Lynn in much capacity yet, so I'm just going to give you some background. Go on ahead. A little over a month after the birth of Danny Lynn... A copy of the baby's disputed second birth certificate, dated October 11th, 2006, was made public, showing that she had been renamed um, as Danny Lynn Hope Marshall Stern. So, from September 7th, her birth date, through October 11th, just over a month, she was on record as Hannibal Rose Stern. So Hannibal? I, yeah. It's spelled like Hannibal. Like Lecter. Oh my god. (sighs) Things you gotta think about. (laughs) So, regardless, they were going forward with Howard K. Stern as the father from day one. Mm -hmm. Like, this was not just a, cause shit hit the fan. Right. It was, that was the plan all along, it sounds like. Right. Was he, he, and he insisted that she was his daughter. He did. Um, after the birth of Danny Lynn, a former boyfriend of Anna Nicole, um, Ben Thompson, he's a real estate developer, he came forward saying that she wanted to put him on the birth certificate, but he said no, because he had had a vasectomy. (laughs) (laughs) So, they just went with Stern. You know, that my first option wasn't available, so I'm going to go with my second option. Yeah. What? Okay. On February 21st, 2007, so this girl is almost six months old. Mm-hmm. Um, hearings commenced over what to do with Anna Nicole's remains. Um, but in that same time span... Larry Burkhead petitioned the court to ask Howard K. Stern to submit a DNA test. So, (laughs) I guess Larry is trying to get shit done, kill two birds with one stone here, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) 
But anyway, Howard K. Stern refused to submit DNA. I feel like that's telltale. Yeah, like... Oh yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So then the judge was like, enough of your bullshit. And he was like, we'll figure out paternity after we figure out what to do with Anna's remains. So a whole battle, like, this whole DNA thing, like, got put on the back burner and also delayed because then a battle occurred over what to do with Anna's remains... Um, oh, this is just so insane, Liz. <laughs> so It's a lot going on. Essentially, it's like a Maury episode. Yeah, basically. Her mom wanted to do one thing. Howard K. Stern wanted to do another thing with the remains. Basically, one wanted to take her back to Texas. The other wanted to bury her with Daniel in the Bahamas. Okay. And did Larry Burkett have anything to do with the remains no, argument. I don't think so. I think he was just trying to like piggyback on existing legal legal proceedings. Like, I feel like he was like a gopher who was like popping his head out, and he's like, "Can we get some DNA up in here while we do this?" He was like that. Okay, great. So, just to summarize to this point, Daniel Ann had a different name on her birth certificate when she was born. Anna Nicole went to a guy that was not Howard Stern, asked him to be on the birth certificate. He said no, so she went back to Howard. Yeah. Then there was another person who signed, like an attorney who signed on, who signed for Stern, like on the birth certificate, Dion Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. So that was on there for a while. Mm-hmm. Great. But he's not the father. Nope. Okay. He's just like, oh, you need a signature here? You want me to sign here? Okay. Okay. <laughs> but then they finally changed her name to Danielin Hope Marshall Burkhead. So then she figured out she... No, so her name was changed after everything was said and done with the DNA. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, no. So that up until this point... She's still stern. Okay. And then we're fighting over the Marines. Okay, yep. so continue. Mm-hmm. So Vic, um, Virgie Arthur wants one thing for Anna's remains. Judge actually awarded her remains to a lawyer representing Danny Lynn. A hmm. baby. Danny Lynn had her own lawyer. Yep. At age? Zero. Okay. Uh-huh. So, how it ended up, though, was that she is buried in the Bahamas next to Daniel, which I would probably think is most appropriate. Why was Daniel buried in the Bahamas? I don't know. That's where he died. And... Why wasn't he buried in Texas? I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> I don't know your life. <laughs> I mean, it, I think, ultimately, they should be together, and that's how she would have wanted mm-hmm. it. So, that part's taken care of. Now, back to Danny Lynn and her. You are not the father. Right. So, potential baby daddies included Howard K. Stern, love interest, photographer, Larry Burkhead. So, Larry Burkhead started out as someone who was photog- uh, photographing. 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 Uh, and Nicole, and they kind of hit it off, and they dated on the DL. Okay. So, he was not publicly known as a figure in her life, but he was. And actually, in this documentary that I watched, you can see, like, pictures that were, like, dated in, like, maybe the year or so before her death. Like, he's in them. Really? Yeah, like, like, um, paparazzi photos, like, trying to catch her walking down the street, and, like, he's, like, in her entourage. Hmm. Like, he's around. So, I believe it. Um, some other people, 
there was a theory that J. Howard Marshall, deceased billionaire, was actually the father that she used frozen sperm of, but that's crazy. That seems a little above her pay grade, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there was a big to-do about Zsa Zsa Gabor adulterer Frederick Prinz von Anhalt. Um, that was a great pronunciation. Thanks. So he was married to Jaja Gabor, and he said that he had an affair with Anna Nicole, and that it's possible okay. that he was the... Um, you are the father. Yeah. So a little bit more about Larry Burkhead. Uh, he testified that he and Anna Nicole dated on and off from August 2005 to March 2006, not a long relationship, but certainly long enough to make a baby. <laughs> and you say, and when you say testify, this is in like the paternity yeah. trial. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yep. Um, but he seems like more of a legit dude in that he really just wanted his child. Yeah. Like, and he denied receiving money uh, for media interviews. Um, like, he just wasn't like a publicity whore. Mm-hmm. So, on April 10th, 2007, uh, the paternity results were made public, and Larry Burkhead, you are the father. Uh, Larry Burkhead's first statement to the press was, I hate to be the one to say this, but I told you so. <laughs> Which, okay, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Larry. So, not only was Danny Lynn up for grabs, and I think this is why everyone who basically ever slept with Anna Nicole Smith came out of the woodwork... Not only was Danny Lynn up for grabs, but that was unresolved litigation in terms of what was going to happen with J. Howard Marshall's fortune. If the only living relative of Mm -hmm. Anna Nicole Smith is her daughter and you are controlling a minor, Mm -hmm. then you get the money. That's your money. Yeah. So um, I think that's, I mean, that's my gut as to why everyone came out of the woodwork on this. But it turned out that the money from Anna's estate that she was guaranteed, so not the J. Howard Marshall money, but just, like, Anna's own money, Mm -hmm. was only $700,000. So, like, I mean, that's good money for me. (laughs) Yeah. I want $700,000, but, like... But for someone who had, like, a 20-year career, I mean... Womp womp. For real. Um, And then interest has continued in seeing Danny Lynn grow up. Mm -hmm. I... Uh, every time that uh, Kentucky Derby rolls around, I always see those two on the Kentucky Derby carpet, Larry and Danny Lynn. Do you see that? No, no, I'm not as well versed in Kentucky Derby <laughs> red carpets as you seem to be. It's not really my thing. So Larry and Anna met at the Kentucky Derby. Okay. And Larry is from and resides in currently in Kentucky. Okay. So... They go every year as kind of like a way to remember your mom. This is how your mom and I met. Mm. It's actually kind of cute. That is sweet. But of course, like E.T.'s cameras are there every year. Like, here she is. Here she is. <laughs> She's come out of hiding once a year. Once a year. Old. Wait, actually, how old is she now? Um, she's 2007? No, she would be 11. 10 or... Yeah, I was going to say between 10 and 12. Yeah. She would be 12 this September. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. Math. Hey. <laughs> so, um, and I think everyone's fascinated with seeing Danny Lynn grow up because, like, can this girl actually be well-adjusted? One. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
I mean, that's the million dollar question. And then, too, like, is she going to look like her mom? Mm-hmm. Like, is that actually sad? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this is like, I remember when this happened at age six, she did a one time modeling gig for guest kids. So, and then remember, guest is like the modeling campaign yes. that put Anna Nicole on the map. So, and then Paul Marciano, the co- the co-founder of Guest, he said that Danny Lynn had the same playful spirit that her mother had on set. It's sad. I mean, it's sweet. Sad. She's also sick, so if she was, like, serious about it, I'd be like, what's wrong with this girl? <laughs> also, like, her mom's a Playboy model. Like, I don't love that analogy. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, so then um, all the train wrecky stuff. Mm-hmm. The weird trim spa shit. Oh, my God. So, in October 2003, Anna Nicole became a spokeswoman for Trim Spa, which allegedly helped her lose a reported 69 pounds. Why? Just say 70. (laughs) In November 2004, she appeared at the American Music Awards. Do you remember this? How could anyone forget? You guys, all I remember, she had the black dress on that had, like, the pink, hot pink trim. You know it. You are envisioning it. Like my body. I was honored to be on our next performer's new video. And if I ever record an album, I want this guy to produce my, make me beautiful duets. And then she was going to introduce Kanye West, but attracted attention of her own because of slurred speech and just all-around insane behavior. During her live appearance, she threw her arms up and said, Like my body. Do you remember that? Like my body. (laughs) Make me beautiful. I'll do it. I want him to produce my My video. Um, that, so that incident became comic material for everyone. Right. For... I remember laughing at it. Yeah, like, oh my god, that girl's nuts. Is she high? Is she crazy? Could you imagine that happened now, though? Like, I feel like if that happened now, someone would have come out, grabbed her by the hand, and, like, ushered her off stage. Right. And into rehab. Right, like, just directly. <laughs> yes. Like, but they... Right this way, to the free swag, and it's like... <laughs> Um, it's like Betty Ford. <laughs> no way, I don't want to go. Uh, I just think that it's just so funny how it it was funny to people back then. But I think that happened now, and the next day it would be like a, a negative reaction. But instead of was it something everyone laughed at. Exactly. So tabloids speculated that that happened because she was under the influence of pills or some other controlled substance. Her people said that she was in pain due to a series of grueling workouts. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that beach body got you real sore. Right. <laughs> oh. Um, another like train wrecky award show thing. In March two thousand five, so this was like a year and a half later. Oh god, imagine being a train no, I'm sorry. That's not true. That was like six months later. But still, imagine being a train wreck for so long. So, 
At the MTV Australia Video Music Awards, she spoofed Janet Jackson's Super Bowl wardrobe malfunction by actually pulling down her own dress and revealing (laughs) naked breasts, each of which were, like, her nipples were covered with the MTV logo. Classy. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Who was like, I got an idea. (laughs) (laughs) Anna, listen. (laughs) Wouldn't it be cool? Ugh. But all all examples, I mean, from her reality show to her appearances that we all laughed at, this is, like, all examples of how tragedy served as entertainment and really spoke to the landscape of our culture in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like, none of this would fly today. Yeah, it really wouldn't. And it's, like, it's such a sign of the changing times that we're horrified by it now. And if all this shit had happened to her today, would she still be here because someone would have intervened? I mean... I would like to hope so. Yeah, because we're just, like, so much better now as a society. I mean, we just, like, progress so much. <laughs> we're just, like, great now. Everything's great. I think one of the chances that she would have been um, the Stormy Daniels story for Trump. Oh, my God. That's likely. You heard it here first. <laughs> if a time machine went back, yeah, it actually would have been like, Nicole. Donald Trump cheated on Melania with Anna Nicole's ghost. (laughs) Pottery wheel and all. (laughs) Want to let us know what you think about Anna Nicole Smith, this podcast, or let us know which celebrity death you can't get over? Email your feedback to hollyweirdpodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at hollyweirdpodcast to get clues about future episodes and photos that go along with the stories. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hollyweird. Follow us on Facebook to stay current with show updates. And join us next time when we discuss the deaths of an actor and martial artist father and the son aspiring to follow in his footsteps. Liz, we better get it right or else we're gonna eat crow. Why are the back-to-back deaths of Anna Nicole and Daniel so intriguing? Were these two train wrecks passing in the night or an on... (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) oh my god i'm sorry that's too good okay and shitballs okay let me start over